the Fully Alive series comes to a close today. Aww. Let's try that again. The Fully Alive series comes to a close today. Ah, I know because you've all enjoyed it so much and hopefully you have because the reality is, is that the, 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 the series has been about really truly hearing what God has done in our lives. Not just my life, not just one of our lives, but multiple of us. And, and you might be sitting there going, I was just gearing up, but God was just putting it in me to, to share my testimony. I was just getting courage to do so. It's great. If that's the case, get in touch. There's always space and time to share what God is doing in our lives. One of the best things that we have is our own testimony. And so if you have not yet shared that as a group, don't worry. There's plenty of opportunity to just tell me when and where and we will make it happen. But today we do come to a close and there is no testimony today. Oh, we'll get there little by little. You're picking up. Um, but, but today is the final one. And it has been an incredible series. If I, if, you know, like nothing to do with me, but everything to do with those who shared We've heard God move in the lives of so many in so many different ways, from the miraculous through to the simple. We, are, first of all, probably should say thank you to all of you who did take part, who did share, um, who were brave enough to share. Because I know it's not always easy to stand up here or to sit with a camera pointing at you with me having a chat. Hopefully not too scary being with me, the camera perhaps, but I don't think I'm that bad, but you know. But we've heard from all sorts. We've heard from men and women, young and old, from Catholic backgrounds, Jehovah's Witnesses backgrounds, non-faith backgrounds. We have seen transformations. We have seen rescues. We've seen healings. We have seen people go from a really, really messy life where there was abuse, where there was suicidal thoughts, to lives filled with God's Spirit, prophetic lives, lives filled with God's power, his love, his grace, his mercy, lives filled with salvation. And I don't know about you, but for me, that is something to like rejoice about. There's like two or three. Everybody else is like, nah, yeah. Again, I know that I'm an excitable person, but I think that we have a calling. We have a, a responsibility to rejoice in what God rejoices in. You know that scripture teaches that there's a party in heaven when one person comes to faith I think there should be a party, and there probably is a party in heaven every time we talk about Jesus doing stuff in our lives. And the way more will come to faith is by us sharing. And testimonies are the Christian word for that. But while every encounter, every, every testimony has been different, what they've all had in common is encounter with Jesus. If you go back and watch them online, and all the services are there, and not all the testimonies have been released as individual testimonies, and they will be sorry for those. <clears throat> Linda's is not fully up yet. Apologies. I took a few days off at the beginning of the week. We can talk about that later, but it will be up. Um, but if you go back and watch all the testimonies, you will see and hear that encounters with Jesus were at the very center of it all. You are here in this building at this moment because at some point in time, in some way, shape, or form, you encountered Jesus. Amen? Amen. And the testimonies all have that in common. While we may differ in so many different ways, because they were different, Jesus was at the center. Conversations with Jesus, healing from Jesus, guidance from Jesus, his voice, his rescue, his leading, his provision, it's all about Jesus. And so today, as we come to a close for the series, 
we're just going to maybe turn our attention to tie it all together. Because we've had this series, and, and it's been about testimony, but it's been about living a life that is full, a fully alive life. And I believe that that is scriptural, and we're going to find out why today as we turn to our reading from John 10, verses 1 through 21. Now, if you've been around the church for a while or you've tuned in for a while, you will know that we did a series on the great I Ams a few years back. That is still available online somewhere in the ethers. Um, I think it was just audio back then. But we're not coming just to this I Am to focus on the I Am, but so much more beyond that as well. So starting at uh, chapter 10, verse 1, it says this, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gates is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that, that are not of the sheepfold and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. And the Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, he is demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Amen. Now again, you may remember, if you've been reading your scriptures for a while, you might know the Good Shepherd, you might know the I Am's, you might know that Jesus calls himself the gate. And again, we have done a small series on the I Am's, and you can check that out online as well. But I felt God really lay a few different things on my heart today. And, and again, if you're a clock watcher, you're going to hold on a second. We've had a long service so far already. My roast is in the oven. I say this often. We're just going to go. I'm not planning on going forever, but you know. Here we go. But in this passage, I feel that one of the things that God wanted me to point out was it's not what you know, but who you know. 
It's not what you know, but who you know. Verse 7, therefore Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. And again in verse 11, he says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So often, and I, I love that this saying has been used oftentimes in business to kind of get, move your way up the ranks. It's not what you know, it's who you know. You know the right person, you get in the right meeting, and you, eh, eh. But I think this is genuinely our faith wrapped up in a saying. It doesn't matter what you know, but what matters is who you know. If you know Jesus, then he is your salvation. He is your gate. If you know Jesus, you're in. If you know Jesus, you have access to eternal life because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way. He is the good shepherd who sacrificed himself and gave his life so that you and I would have eternal life. He is the gate. He is the way that we enter. And the thing is that many people through history will know lots. There are people that know this Bible better than you and me combined. There are people that can recite it word for word, that can give you every translation, can give you all the different languages, know it in Greek and Hebrew. Know the original Aramaic. They can dive in and give you every possible definition. You can quote the, ask them, and they'll quote it word for word. But it's not what you know, it's who you know. Now, don't get me wrong. Knowing the word leads you to who you know, Yes? So don't mishear me and say, oh, Adrian's saying don't read the Bible. I am not. But what I'm saying is if all you know is some scripture that you memorized because you learned in Sunday school or because you went through exams or whatever, that doesn't mean you know Jesus. It's when you encounter Jesus. When you encounter Jesus that you gain access to the kingdom. When you encounter him. And it's when you encounter him that all the words that you've read and that you've memorized and that you've studied actually suddenly make sense, suddenly mean something. Although there's still plenty of confusion even when you know Jesus' trust. <laughs> but he is one who we are called to know. And one of the things, I, I love how Jesus speaks in this because he actually talks about the sheepfold. And he says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. And the one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. He kind of says, hey, you, you, you might know another way in. You might think you know another way into the pen. You can jump the fence. You can, you can go around the back, maybe dig a hole, pop yourself out. But guess what? You might know other ways, but those other ways don't count. Because there's only one way. There's only one way. It's Jesus and Jesus only. Without knowing the gatekeeper, without knowing the good shepherd, without knowing Jesus, there's no way. So if you're sat there going, you know what, this series has been really encouraging but really challenging because I don't know anything of Jesus. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get that. Maybe the question isn't, hey, what scripture do I need to memorize, but who am I looking to? Do you know Jesus? And that's a big question. And some of you are going, how dare you ask me that question, Adrian? I've been a Christian for longer than you've been alive. But I dare ask the question because if you don't know Jesus, it doesn't matter what you know. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? He knows you. Amen for that. He knows everything about you. Those things that you didn't tell anybody, those cheeky little things that you do, the, the sins that are kind of secret and quiet, he knows that. 
He knows your gifts, your skills, because he gave them to you. <laughs> he knows your passions. Question is, do you know him? And there's nothing that I can say or do that will convince you to know him. It's down to you and him. Doesn't matter what knowledge you know. Doesn't matter what things we think we might have. Without who we know, without Jesus, it's pointless, it's useless, and it's lost on us. But then we continue, and I feel that we see that Jesus came that we would have life to the full. Verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, those who follow me, my flock, may have life and have it to the full. See, fully alive is not just some cool little name series. It's scriptural. We are called to live fully alive, life to the full. Come on. There's like three of us going, <laughs> Others of us are like, that sounds really exhausting, Adrian. <laughs> I can barely keep up with my own life. <laughs> ah, but true. But the reality is, is that Jesus comes and says, hey, if you follow me, he doesn't promise it to be easy, as we've heard from every testimony. Nobody shared a testimony and said, well, I had a really easy life and I came to faith and it was really simple and my life's been peaches and gravy. And Nobody said that. Not one person. Because life isn't easy. And Jesus doesn't promise that. But a fully alive life, a life fully in him, sees one where we could be in our absolute pits and still know that there is hope. Know that there is joy in that hope. Know that even in the darkest of moments, there is a way out. Know that we might be thinking of suicide, but guess what? Jesus is going to offer us life. Knowing that there may be abuse in our life, but guess what? He's bringing a freedom from that. Knowing that no matter what our brokenness, no matter what we've gone through, we have full life in Jesus. And that full life, I can't even fully describe to you. Adrian, tell me about it. Well, I can tell you it's awesome. But how is it awesome? I don't even really fully know. I can't know because I'm not Jesus. <laughs> but he knows. And that fully alive life, like we talked last week about being filled with the Spirit. Like literally Jesus says, I am going to send the Spirit that you would be filled, that you would go do what I've done and more. That is a fully alive life. And I asked the question last week, have we done what Jesus has done? Have we done more than what Jesus has done? And most of us, I think all of us, probably went, not more. No, no, no not quite. I mean, I'm getting close, but... <laughs> The reality is, is that that fully alive life is one where we say, I've decided to follow Jesus and Christ is enough. Like there's no turning back. There's no going back. There's no kind of, oh, sorry, my bad. I made a mistake. Can I uh, get a swap seas? No, because when we give our life to Jesus, we go. And when we go, we have a fully filled life. Now don't miss here fully alive, a life to the full with it's easy because it's not. But when it's fully alive, you see and hear Jesus on a regular basis. You are with him because you know him. 
You are chatting to him, not just when it's convenient, not just when you need him, but always. You're there literally calling out to him. And if he says, like Linda's prayer last week, Lord, fill me and I'll do whatever you say. Okay, well, this is what I'm saying for you to do. I don't like that. No, 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 no. The deal was, <laughs> so you go. And the thing is, I, like, I promise you that I'm preaching this not from a place of I've got to figure it out, but from a place of I'm trying to figure it out. Because even as a pastor, I can't sit here and tell you, well, well, you know what? Me and Jesus are the tightest that we've ever... I am doing what Jesus did and some. There are moments. There are moments where I'm so in love with Jesus, so in touch with Jesus, that I'm just like, yes, Lord. And that actually when I speak, I can feel and hear his words coming out. And then when I act and I love those around me, I can feel his love, not mine. There are definitely moments, but there are plenty of other moments. (laughs) Plenty of other moments, y'all, when I'm just like... Lord, I am sorry. I am sorry that today my life was not full. Today, in fact, my life was filled with anxiety and, 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 and depression. And today my life was filled with moments that I don't actually ever want to tell anybody about because today was rough. But the mistake we make is we hang out in those moments and then we let the enemy in who's out to lie steal and destroy he doesn't know the way in but he's going to try and find a way and he's going to say hey don't go through the gate come jump the fence with me watch come this way it's a, it's a shortcut and when you're in that place of anxiety of darkness of oh my gosh a shortcut sounds great but there is no such thing as a shortcut it's only jesus that life to the full is in him who do you know Who do you know? Because if it's him, you know what? It sucks that you're going through some stuff. But you'll weather that storm. And if it's who you know that you're following, guess what? As we come together, we follow him together. And then when you're weak, and I'm feeling a bit strong because I'm like right there, guess what? I'm going to hold you up. And when I'm weak, you're going to hold me up. I know, no jokes. I know I'm a big guy, but you can do it in Jesus' name, all right? Because in Jesus, all things are possible. You see, we're not called to do this by ourselves. We're called to live life in the full. And life in the full is not just by yourself in your own little bubble. Life to the full is not just about the cars, the money, the finance. Trust me, if it was, I would not be in this job. Because ministry does not pay. Well, some, in some parts of the world, ministry pays millions, but not here. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about who we know. And letting him His spirit, God us, fill us, rejoice in him, move in him. Who we remember today, Jesus and his his death for us, that we would have life to the full. He came that we would know life eternal. He came that we would know the spiritual and physical healing, that we would know everything of him, that we would know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the spirit, is the fruit of the Spirit because it's the Spirit in us working. That's life in the full. To live fully alive. That when we walk out of these doors, we don't just live in our own bubbles and just don't tackle our things by ourselves, but then when we walk out these doors, we walk out as brothers and sisters in arms going, come on. That when we walk out these doors, we know that we are at war with the enemy. That when we walk out these doors, we walk out giving all glory to God following him, crying out to him, seeking him. 
With Christ you can. And only with Christ you can do all things. It's not about coming to church. It's not about what you've memorized. It's about him. Jesus is the gate. He is the way. He laid down his life. He did it all that we would have a full life. Question for us is, are we living to reflect that truth? Would people know that you're living a full life? Are you living a full life? And if you are, do people know that you are? And if they do, do they know it's because of Jesus? Or do they think it's because of you? But then we see that in the middle of the chaos, those who follow Jesus will recognize his voice. The gatekeeper opens a gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to say it's really easy to hear God's voice all the time because when you're in that middle of chaos, when things are dark around you, the enemy starts whispering or yelling at you. The world's voice gets a bit louder. But you are one of his. Let me say that one more time. You belong to Jesus. And because you belong to Jesus, you can recognize his voice. And it might be muffled because of where you're at. It might be one of those, oh my gosh, and your life might not feel fully alive because everything around you feels like it's crumbling. There's world pandemics, there's wars, there's all sorts of stuff. And let's not even mention the personal stuff. Like life is crazy, but you are still his. He is still the gate. He is still the way. He is still the good shepherd whose voice you will recognize. And oftentimes people say, I just can't hear his voice. And I, and I, I get it. I've been in those moments where I can hear every other voice but his. But what we have to make sure is that we don't run after other voices. But that we wait if we have to and we run after his voice. But in the middle of it all, you will recognize it. And it might be that life has gone so crazy, so manic, that it's a real faint voice out in the distance because, again, we're not perfect and we're not always following Jesus the way we should. We're not always doing what he's called us to do. So maybe it's a faint voice. It's almost like a little whisper. But if you're his, if you've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, that little voice you can hear. And even though it's dark, even though you might be scared, you say, okay, God, where are you calling and he might be telling you to go down the most difficult path that you've got before you. And you need to go, oh God, why? Why do I have to do that? That's a difficult one. Because he is the way. So you turn and you go down that path. It doesn't matter what it is because you've asked him. And he said, listen to his voice, not the enemies trying to distract you. But at the end of the day, we have to recognize it. He's there, he's speaking. You can, but you have to act on it. And then again, I say what I say often, if Jesus is who he says that he is, then we have to live like it. And I genuinely believe that Jesus is who he says that he is, and so we have got to live fully alive. I'd come to close with this. Many of you are thinking, thank goodness. Last week we talked about if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then his teachings are for today. 
And you heard me state very vehemently that I believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And therefore, what he said, what he taught is for us today. So I firmly believe that Jesus' words of, hey, those who believe in me will go on to do everything I've done and some by the Spirit poured out. I genuinely believe that. And I genuinely believe that even though some people go, oh, but we're just a small little rural church in the middle. It don't matter. Jesus did not say, oh, those of you who have the Spirit in you, who are in big congregations, in big city churches, they, you will do what I did and some. He didn't say that. He didn't say, those of you who go to the big churches, who've been Christians for X amount of years, you got to go through a certain tick box, oh, you will therefore be able to live a fully... No. He said... Those who follow me, my sheep, I've come to give life in abundance, life in full. You can live fully alive whether you just gave your life to Jesus last week or you've been a Christian for decades. You can give your life to, you can live a fully alive life in Jesus in every aspect if you believe that he is who he says that he is. And I ask that question a lot. And I always get, of course he is, Adrian, of course he is. Yeah, we believe that, of course we do. And I say right there with you, of course he is. But I wonder if we stood before Jesus right now. I wonder if in those moments where he's right face to face with us, we could actually say, yeah, you are exactly who I thought you were and I've been following you already. Or if we'd be like, oh, wow, you expected me to do that? You expected me to pray that. You expected me to say, but, but Jesus, that's your job, isn't it? Isn't that for you to do? I wonder if we genuinely believe and live out the fact that Jesus is who he says that he is. There's a difference between knowing it, head knowledge, and living it. Just head, spirit, all sorts of stuff. So I believe that Jesus is who he says, he, he is who he says that he is. And if we believe that, I believe it's time to live fully alive. What does that look like? That looks like us focusing on him, going wherever he calls. That looks like us allowing God by his spirit to move us, to speak in us and through us. That looks like gifts of the spirit. That looks like fruit of the spirit. That looks like people coming to know Jesus. That looks like you and me in our homes, in our work, in our friendships, in all aspects, giving all that we have for Jesus. Question is, are you ready? for that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and we're going to, we're just going to wait for a little bit as we pray. <laughs> Mike's going to come and uh, uh, maybe start leading us in our final song of, of worship in just a few minutes. But I want to just encourage you as we pray now, it not be about us crying out to God's words, but actually just receiving from him. I wonder if, if as we pray, we can just maybe try and, and clear our ears to hear what is it he's saying? What through the testimony series has he pointed out to you? Has he challenged you with? Has he, by his spirit, really nudged you in saying, hey, you know what? You need to give more of you to me in this place. What is God saying to you? Let's just wait on God for a few minutes. Focus your eyes on him.
Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you're an awesome God. We thank you for the ways that you've moved in our lives. The ways we've recognized and the ways that we haven't. But Lord, we just want to receive from you right now. Lord, we want our ears to be opened and cleared. We want our eyes to be focused on you. We want our hearts to be softened. We want our spirits to be refreshed by you, God. Have your way with us now, God. Guide us. Speak to us. Lord, I pray for courage. Lord, I pray that where there is a, a lack of courage, Lord, we would have courage to, to live fully for you. That we would have courage to say yes to you. As we pray, Lord, we pray that you would release vision, direction, guidance, God, that we would be able to discern your voice, that we would know where you're leading us. Lord, we pray for the fruit of your spirit to be evident in our lives. Lord, that we would learn to love how you've loved. Fill us afresh, God. And Lord, we pray that you would gift us by your Spirit. Lord, I pray that as we give our lives to Jesus daily, we pick up our cross. That daily we would seek you first. That daily we would hear your voice. That daily by your spirit we would go on to do what Jesus has done and more because he's enabled us to do so. And that daily would be about you, God. 
for your kingdom, for your glory. Move in our lives, God. Yeah, God, more, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.